Hey, Sean Gaby here. Welcome to the Supernatural Leadership Podcast. Wherever you are listening from, we are glad that you have joined us. Please follow us on Instagram at Sean Gaby and at Supernatural Leadership Podcast and or visit kingdomculture.ca or seangaby.com for more engaging content around topics we will be discussing. As well, you would love it if you would leave a review on this podcast as it helps boost our ability to get this content out to more people. If you are new with us today, just want to inform you that we will be releasing a new episode on the first Wednesday of every month and every so often a bonus episode. So make sure to hit the subscribe button so you can keep up to date with every episode. There are so many great leadership podcasts out there and truthfully, I love so many of them. So why supernatural leadership? Really, it's the difference between presence and principle as we discuss in episode one. The very first episode of this podcast really sets the tone for the why and purpose for this podcast. I would encourage you to have a listen if you haven't already. Simply put, we believe everyone has a leader within them at some capacity. Whether you're a CEO, non-for-profit director, media mogul, church leader, pastor, small business owner, manager of teams, a dad, a mom, and well, the list could go on. If everyone has a leader within them, why not make that leader a little more supernatural? That's the heart and goal behind this podcast, helping you connect your natural with God's super, making your leadership a little more supernatural. At the end of every episode, there will be practical activations and exercises to help us grow and mature in the various areas discussed. Thank you for listening to the Supernatural Leadership Podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome again to another Supernatural Leadership Podcast episode. My name is Sean Gaby. Thank you so much for stopping by. And please, as I say every time, please let us know how this uh, podcast is impacting your leadership, what's happening in your sphere. We love to hear these stories. We love to support, champion, encourage the continuation of these stories. So please let us know. Tag us on social media. Reach out to us. We would love to celebrate with you. This is why we do what we do. Remember to rate it, review it, share it with your friends. And of course, if you haven't already, subscribe to this podcast. And so today, as we've been doing for several weeks now, we have an amazing guest interview with us. And he's a friend of mine. I've known him for almost 10 years now. And his name is Jamie Galloway. And he's based now out of Alabama. Alabama in the US. And so I'm just going to give you a little bit of a snapshot of who Jamie Galloway is and what he's about. And then we're going to dive into the convo and Jamie will bring you into his world a little more. So Jamie, he's actually done a lot of things, worn a lot of different hats, everything from pastoring to itinerant speaking, film, coaching, and business. He is a, an author, He's authored some incredible books. He's a family man. And most recently, he has embarked on a new entrepreneurial endeavor in the restaurant industry alongside his family. And so, Jamie, welcome to the Supernatural Leadership Podcast. So good to have you on here. Sean, thanks, man. I really look forward to having this conversation with you. I appreciate you, man. All the times uh, that we got to hang out over the years and just meeting you back in Los Angeles, California, back in 2012. Just always appreciated your, not just your love for all things supernatural, your love for God, but 
how that pertains to your desire to bring it out into the world around you. You know, so many people in the church, let's say, you know, often want to keep it to themselves. But I always appreciate when there are those that understand why we've been given the these supernatural tools in our tool belt from Jesus, like why we are given these tools to lead more effectively in a supernatural way. And you are one of those leaders. And so I appreciate, I love hearing the stories and I'd love it if you bring our listeners in just as we set into this conversation, I'm going to ask you a few questions, bring us into a little bit of your supernatural leadership journey. Like what made you realize one day that, Hey, all these supernatural things that are happening to you, these God encounters, like what, what point did you realize? Like, this is not just for me, but I need to bring this out there for the purpose of transformation in the marketplace? Yeah, that's a really good question, Sean. And, um, you know, I, I can't say that it was one aha moment, uh, but it was a series of moments, a series of events that kind of led me to that conclusion. And um, I started really studying people, uh, history, and looking over sort of uh, my own life and going, man, what, what really separates the men from the boys? What separates the greats from those who had just lived a life that was mediocre and not worthy of telling a story about. And um, when you really think about it, there's something very special that an individual will contribute to the world uh, out of really out of the core of who they are, that supernatural core, uh, the way that God made us, he wired us. And when you could tap into that and really unearth that from within and, and bring it to the world around you, something begins to happen. You begin to create a different imprint on society. You have a different impact on culture and people begin to pay attention. And so I've seen that. And you can read stories, everyone from George Washington to, to the many others. You know, you look at their stories and you go, why? What happened to them? What was it? Well, there's a driving factor inside of them that they felt was a divine purpose, a purpose from God. And so that's really what it's about, finding that divine purpose. A lot of people are looking that word up, purpose. What is my purpose? But uh, it's more important to find out what your divine purpose is because uh, yeah, we can tap on, we can, we can actually attach ourselves to purpose in our life that is actually far less inferior to the actual divine purpose that God has placed inside of us. And so, uh, and it doesn't have to necessarily look like something uh, outrageous. It just has to be moved from the heart, moved from within, from God's spirit inside of you. Well, that's awesome. What would you say, like, was there a shift where in your, let's say, I don't know, maybe when you were 21, 18, 19, 25, like, was there a moment even though maybe you can't trace it back to a moment where you had this realization, was there a story that was like one of those spikes in your, in your journey that changed the trajectory of how you approached the connection between, you know, your supernatural connection with God and the marketplace? Was there a story that stands out to you where you're like, wow, this is why we need to impact the marketplace and the world around us. Yeah. I think that uh, for me, when I was, you know, 20, 21, around there, uh, everybody's at that point in their life where they have to make a decision. You know, it's uh, post-college, post-school, high school, whatever you, you, you've graduated from, and you start to learn 
the world around you is not just going to come to you. You have to actually tackle it, pursue it. And, um, and if you want to, to see your dreams come true, uh, you need to actually achieve those things. And, and so um, I, I really thought, man, I want to make a difference. I want to make an impact. How do I do that? And so, you know, at the same time, you also have um, means you need. You have to have uh, things that your, your needs met in your life. And, and, uh, and so you, you kind of can fall into the trap of needing your meet, uh, meeting your needs all your life uh, versus actually living out your God-given purpose. But at some point, these two converge. Yeah. Where your needs are definitely going to be met. And your God-given purpose actually helps fulfill those, but not those alone. And uh, in fact, you begin to to have a greater impact than just making your life better. Uh, you begin to have a greater impact because you begin to see others impacted with everything you've learned, whether it's from your quiet time, your meditation, your devotional time with the Lord, whatever that looks like, and then actually bringing it to the world around you. And so for me, uh, I started noticing that there were certain things that I was good at. Uh, and and I, I noticed that I had certain talents. And uh, Matthew 25, Jesus talks about the parable of the talents. And to one is given one, to the one is given two, and another given three. And each of them had a responsibility to multiply their talent. And so I noticed that there was, I was really good at several things. I noticed that I was really good entrepreneurially at the restaurant industry. I, I noticed that uh, academically, I was really good at writing. I love to write. And so there was sort of this hodgepodge of different things that I was good at. I also had a knack for speaking. And I, I, I found myself uh, in many opportunities to do public speaking events. And so all of these things began to, uh, you know, I became self-aware. I became aware of these things. And then the shift happened in me, Sean, was when, you know, you see those guys, I grew up playing sports. I don't know if you grew up playing sports, but I grew up playing sports. And um, did you play any sports, Sean? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Not, I mean, not in yeah, like uh, not, what, I mean, not college in like, or anything, uh, but I did in college in high school. Anything, of course, did, yes. In high school. Yeah, what did you play? So I played competitive baseball for a while, for a season, and then I played, I was really, volleyball and basketball were the two other main sports. I was never into football. I never, I was never soccer. I was never football. Those are the two things that I never got into. And then I was into like the extreme stuff, like snowboarding, that kind of stuff, but um, never, I was never a football guy or a soccer guy. Hey, that's okay, man. You know, uh, I was, you're Canadian, so I was thinking you're maybe going to tell me you're on like that shuffle deck. What, what's that, hey, what's hey, that sport I always see <laughs> in the Olympics? So, but, you know, uh, hey, those are, you played legitimate sports, but uh, that, not that, 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 that's just poking fun. Forgive me. <laughs> so <laughs> okay. uh, here we go. So, so, you know, in sports, I remember um, there were several people that I really admired their talent. And then as you went through the years, you start to see them kind of fall off the map, fall off the trail. And you're going, whoa, where did that guy go? What happened to him? Mm-hmm. And I was not one of those born with raw natural talent for athletics. I had to, I was, have you ever seen the movie Rudy? Yeah. That was me. I was, I was yeah. all heart, you know. And so I gave it my all in my heart. 
And that grit, that determination actually helped me to, to get into the best leagues, to get on the best teams. And uh, whereas a lot of my friends, they had the finesse, they had the gift, they had the, the talent, but they never took their talent to its full potential. Mm. And it was because they didn't have the leadership knowledge, that in, inner knowing, that instinct in you, that leadership instinct that says that I'm going to do whatever it takes to get this thing into its full potential, to get my life into the fullness of what God has placed upon me. And so I watched a lot of them start to uh, move, you know, out of an entitlement. Yeah. And and it was sort of this gift that had, they had this amazing gift on their life. But uh, as you got to see down the road, they started expecting, you know, uh, more time. On, I played hockey, more time on the ice, even though they weren't given their best. They started expecting, you know, uh, uh, better teammates, even though they weren't qualified, they hadn't leveled up. And so you start to see this over the years. And it was because they were living off of that gift, mm. but they hadn't converted that gift. They hadn't actually moved that gift forward because there was a lack of leadership in their life. And so that was something I was aware of in myself. And I saw, I said, I'm going to learn the, I'm going to be the best at whatever I determined to do. I'm going to be the best. And I'm going to have to give myself over in time, effort, energy to see that thing happen. Well, I think that's interesting too. If I can just interject. Yeah. If I can just interject on that, I think it's interesting because I think it's easy for leaders, especially those that are listening to apply the principles of leadership and get good at applying the principles of leadership in whatever leadership context they're in. But when it comes to the supernatural, there's this weird way of looking at supernatural things like, you know, we, we can't be better at spiritual things because they're spiritual. It's like we have to kind of just, you know, we can't discipline ourselves this way. I think there's a lot of business leaders out there that feel more comfortable developing their their the principles of leadership in their business sphere but they don't feel as comfortable, as confident as the, in developing their supernatural gifts in their business sphere. Whether it's because they just feel like it, they can't figure out how it applies, how to activate. It just it doesn't make sense. It's faith, you know. But Daniel, he was 10 times better, it says, than all the magicians, the astrologers, the interpreter of dreams. Like this guy, he, yes, he was the integral guy. He was the faithful guy. He was the loyal guy. He served in the royal courts for over 60 years. I mean, David had all the characteristics of good principled leadership, but yet David had this discipline with God to become, I don't want to say the best at the supernatural in the sense of his leadership, but in a sense, yes, because he was, I mean, that's why he was promoted. That's why he was elevated. He, 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 the same way that he disciplined himself in the principles of leadership, he disciplined himself in the presence led leadership, which is what this podcast is really all about. So what was the shift for you? So you, you saw it yourself, you, you're aware of your gifts, you're aware of your talents at what point, cause I also know you're very prophetic and we've, we've talked a lot about on this podcast. I did it. I did a whole series actually on the word. I did a three part series on the word of knowledge and breaking down the word of knowledge and getting better at the word of knowledge in the context of the marketplace. And so like, bring us, we love stories, bring us into like a story, a moment 
that really like pit or shifted your journey or even shifted your thinking a little bit, maybe word of knowledge, some sort of prophetic word, because you developed in that too. And you stretched yourself, you, you sewed into that. You didn't just work your leadership skill. You worked your supernatural leadership skill in these areas. So you share a story with us about that. Yeah. You know, uh, in fact, actually, um, I, for a season of my life, I, uh, was doing in my early twenties, I was doing restaurant work and I was working at a steakhouse and, um, and, and so I was doing simple work, serving tables and it was a school of hard knocks. You know, I had, I'd been in class, been to college, all that type of stuff, but this was a school of hard knocks for me and I was learning things and it was a great job. Taught me a lot of skills, uh, that I, I didn't previously have. And, um, and then actually gave me opportunities to be in front of people and learn social skills, all those type of things. It's very important that you have that. If you don't have social skills, where are you going? You're not going anywhere without that. And so I remember, uh, though, there was a, there was a moment where um, all of a sudden these certain things started happening where I would just know things about the guest that I was taking care of. And so I just know things. I would just know that they were allergic to nuts. I was like, they're allergic to pecans or they're allergic to walnuts or whatever it was. And I would just know this. And um, and it really helped ta- my, me tailor my service to them. And wow. I didn't have to make this big announcement. I didn't have to tell them what it was that I was doing. It was just helping me to tailor my service to them. And if if that really is the point for us to learn how to serve and in servant leadership, then the gift inside of you helps you to tailor the service in a way that would be most benefiting to the person that you're serving. And so uh, for me, it was knowing it was knowing things about the people that I was taking care of. And uh, it was always funny when it would happen. And so I remember uh, one time at the end of the meal, there was a group of people that I was taking care of, small group three, and uh, they're all friends having a good time. And I was offering them desserts. And, and, uh, and I said, you know, the most, the, the thing I probably would serve with all of these desserts, which we don't have, but something that I really, really love, I really enjoy. And they said, what's that? And I said, grape juice. And uh, Sean, when I said grape juice, their jaws dropped. And they were, they were like, what are you saying? And I said, grape juice. I know we don't have any, but I would always recommend grape juice if we had grape juice. And uh, Interesting. they go, they look at me and they go, do you know who we work for? I said, no, who's that? And I'm kind of chuckling on the inside because I know I'm stumbling into something that I, I it's just like, you know, things about people. Right. They work for Welch's. Crazy. And so they were laughing. We work for Welch's and I'm going, yeah, that's funny. That's awesome. They got a kick out of it. They had a great time. And, um, and you know, that's part of the thing is that you're really trying to see into people. What makes people tick? What makes people move? And, um, and, and that should tailor the way that you serve the world around you in a way that I think is much like what you're talking about with Daniel. Daniel is the embodiment of this. He heard from God, but he didn't use his gift to sort of get, you know, get past the, the lines of authority and, and usurp anybody or, or, or take his hill or take his mountain. 
That's not what he did. He actually used his gift to serve in a place that was a foreign land to him, foreign yeah. territory. He's, yeah. he's an Israelite in Babylon, and he's serving in a land that is not his, but he's doing it as if this is, you know, it's, it, it's like when I borrow, well, I rent a lot of vehicles, and I'm on the road quite a bit, and whenever I rent a vehicle, I like to return it better than when I picked it up. And You're so one of those I good customers. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's and it's it's probably more out of just I have a high standard for the way that I want want uh, things to be. And so um, when I bring it back and someone, you know, the last thing I want to be is the guy on the other side having to clean up my mess. Sure. And yeah. so I think that if you have that sort of consistent discipline in your life, it's going to spill over into other things. So question for you, question for you, do you, when you go to a public washroom, do you, do you leave it better than you, when you, when you came in? Well, uh, yes and no. There's certain limitations <laughs> I have certain, certain, uh, I, I have friends that do that and I go, all right, man, get over here. I got some Purell and we're going <laughs> to get you cleaned up. Certain boundaries are necessary. But, uh, yeah, certain, I have my, I have my limits, but. I definitely won't cause a bigger mess. That's for sure. That's awesome, man. No, I love, I love it. And I, I, you know, sometimes I think the best stories sometimes are the ones that are subtle and the ones that are just like almost organically happen. They happen not because we were like asking for them to happen. They just happen in conversation, like the grape juice, just those moments that open up doors to conversation, open up doors for impact, open up doors Share a story with us, maybe like where, you know, you 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 saw the value of stepping out in a very uncomfortable way. Maybe with a business in a business scenario, business leader you're working with, you're you were coaching or or you know, uh, praying for. Maybe you had a dream. Like, bring us into a story where it was scary for you. Like you had to step out, and then like the impact of that. Like, because this is what we're talking about. Like encouraging those that are in the marketplace to step out a little more to to step out of what's comfortable to step out even of what's just organically happens like we want to also press in step in and make ourselves available share share something along those lines to encourage us right now hey everyone i want to bring an interruption for a short commercial break and ask you a question are you interested in diving deeper and not just hearing but recognizing the voice of god are you wanting to learn how to incorporate the voice of God into your workplace environment, business endeavors, and or any other sphere of influence you were called to? Well, guess what? We, as a supernatural leadership community, have exciting news. As of this fall, we are launching our first online module of our Supernatural Leadership School. These first nine lessons will be focused around the voice of God. I'm so excited about this, as this subject is the core of our leadership culture. This online e-course is for you. It will come with a very detailed workbook manual to assist you with the course, plus lots of other incredible additions. So stay tuned, Supernatural Leadership Community family, and keep watch at SeanGaby.com. Yeah, um, I can't really say that there's one specific story. I have several stories that are important to me that really highlight this. I'm going to give you a, a brief uh, summary of a story. And, 
And um, it's, a, it's actually of a very dear friend of mine. And uh, his name is Don Larson. This guy is a great guy, fantastic leader, phenomenal entrepreneur. And, um, and he's really got an amazing kingdom thing happening in his life. And so I met him probably, um, man, it would have been 2010, somewhere around there. And um, I started uh, getting to know his family and started, uh, at that time, I was pastoring a church. And so I was taking care of them in that way, pastoring their family. And, um, and there are certain things that God was speaking to Don very often about uh, that, that were very important to him. Very, uh, they, they were like sort of details about his destiny that were going to be important and fundamental for him to, to see happen. And so I said to him, here's what I'll do, Don. Why don't I just step out and we'll meet? How about we just hang out and just meet over the course of the next year? Let's just hang out. I want to get to know you. And if I can, if I could just hear what God's doing in your life, hear what he's saying to you, I'd love to hear it. And I'd love to be a part of the process. And so, you know, here I am at that time in my life. Uh, I was just about to turn 29, I think, 30, something like that. And so here I am, you know, in, in a way, you know, telling this guy, hey, I'm willing to help mentor you in this process, even though the man has much more entrepreneurial experience, much more, uh, you know, uh, life experience than I do. And I was willing to step out and take a risk. And, and I thought, man, Lord, what do I have to offer this guy? I mean, there's very little I feel like I have to offer this guy. But I do know how to think through the thing that God is sharing with you on the inside. And when he's speaking something, whether it's a dream or vision for your life, I do know how to work through those things. And, and so uh, I remember, you know, we sat down week to week just discussing uh, what it was that God was speaking to him. And uh, over the course of the year, it started unfolding. And it was really cool because it was this sort of conversational thing that, had, that helped him to evolve to this place of stepping out in his leadership in a way that he'd never done before. And so he was a big, he was a big deal in, you know, Hershey's Chocolate. It was yeah. a big deal in that company. Uh, helped, he was in charge of the cocoa trade and some of those other things. And, um, and he had a lot of talent, a lot of skill. He was very, very good at what he did. Campbell's offered him a VP position, a VP slot uh, to, to be on, on their team. And he turned it down and he said, no, God's got something for me. He's got a bigger call in my life than this. And they said, what kind of money do you need? What, what do we put on this check? Because we will write the check. Wow. We will whatever number. You just tell us we want to give you a VP spot. And he said, no, I've got something different. And so over the course of the year, I just became a sounding board for him. He just wanted to talk and, and process through a lot of what it is that God was sharing with him. And I was able to help him, not necessarily through a method, but just out of this instinctual, supernatural place. Uh, it's that relational flow. It's that dynamic that's not so rigid on principle, yeah, yeah. But, but it is born of the Spirit. It's born of God. And so... Yeah, yeah. Uh, as we walked through that, the end of that year, he said, I got it. I said, what is it? What do you got? And he goes, I got the idea. I got it. It's all clicking now. And I said, come on, tell me. 
And he said, it's called the Sunshine Nut Company. And I thought, oh, what, what is that? He goes, it's going to be amazing. I'm going to give back 90% of the proceeds to benefit orphans and, and widows and, 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 and you know, uh, you know hard-pressed cities and all sorts of stuff. And I'm going, oh, my goodness. That's incredible. You think you really do that? 90% of the proceeds go to those things? He goes, oh, yeah, I've got it all figured out. I said, well, what, what's, your, what's your product? What's the main product? And he said, it's cashews. And he said, I'm buying several cashew factories. I'm acquiring them, and I'm going to turn them into a place of profit where we can employ people, you know, indigenous people, and, uh, wow. and then build places back up. So his, his goal was to do that. And he thought the best place for me to do that in his mind was Mozambique, Africa. He looked wow. at that war-torn nation, and he saw the opportunity there. And um, there were cashew factories that were nearly shut down, and he acquired them. And he turned them into a place of prosperity and employed people, indigenous people, from, from that area, from that region. But then he began to give back. 90% of his proceeds started giving wow. back towards Amazing. building up the town, a school, you know, medical facilities, all those type of things begin to unfold because, you know, you start to see this, this pattern in his life. Now, where did he get that? Really got it as he spent time at Hershey's. Milton Hershey was very much wired the same way. And his, his sort of goal was he had an orphanage. There was other things that he did. And so, you know, that wiring as an entrepreneur, as a business person, is to give back to actually do something, and um, and and so I think that we're in a really interesting time where God's saying step out. So I watched him step out. Now I see him Amazing. everywhere. I see you know he's in Forbes magazine. He's in uh, you know wow. he, he was he was doing some special with Larry King the other day. You know it's like oh um, oh my goodness like crazy stuff right and um, and. and and this is about a year, actually a few years back where I saw him, the Larry King thing. But he, I mean, I'm like, who is this guy? And so I think that many of us, you know, you have a dream, you have a, a, a desire to do something to give back. And people like me come along, you know, people like you, Sean, and help someone and just say, hey, you got what it takes. God's talking to you and affirm that in them. Yeah. When you hear that affirmation, you start to get the green light. It's the permission permission to go, permission to launch. And as you do, as you step out, you're going to watch a whole nother level of impact flow through your life. Yeah. I think interesting. You, you exited with that statement flow through your life. Cause I, the whole time you were talking, I, you know, I always do this with our guests. I kind of try to get a pulse on what is the subject of this conversation. And I wrote down the flow of supernatural leadership. And I think sometimes you know, like I said it earlier, but it's these it's these things that we don't even know that we're doing sometimes are the most supernatural things that we're doing. It's the things that we're not totally aware of, like just you supporting this individual, being there for this individual. I mean, and you were pastoring at that point. I mean, I also pastor a church here in the nation's capital of my country, Canada. And, you know, I'm constantly and over the last many, 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 many years uh, have supported so many different business endeavors. 
Um, and I never looked at myself in those moments as like, I'm coaching them through this process, but I was, I mean, as a pastor, you're always coaching, you're always supporting, you're always championing, encouraging, you know, praying for strengthening, you know, I've even gone with people of our community to business meetings and supported them through it, driven with them for hours across the border, just to be present with them and support them in their endeavors. And I think that that's one way one way of many that we can step out and be the supernatural leaders that God wants us to be to impact those around us, specifically in the marketplace, because the majority of all that we do, even as local pastors, I mean, you're, I'm involved in, in some small business stuff. You're involved in business stuff as well. Even as I, an itinerant speaker, you know, you're, you were an itinerant, you are an itinerant speaker. I'm also an itinerant speaker. Like there's so many ponds that we get to swim in. But I think with everything that we do, the end goal is always the same. It's to see people transformed and ultimately transform whatever it is that they touch. And ultimately, all of that they all that they touch in every area of life is going to end up spilling into the marketplace at some level. You know, even if it's family, eventually a strong family impacts the marketplace. If it's strong marriage, eventually strong marriage impacts the market. Like it spills out of our private life into that public domain. And so that's really what we're talking about. And so I would say the subject for those that are listening is the flow of supernatural leadership and like to find that flow, to find where God is moving you and don't complicate it. Just seize the opportunity, seize the moment and then watch what happens. You may be those that are listening right now, the next supporter of the next nut factory where they're giving away 90% of their proceeds. Like who knows, you know? So I think Jamie, some key takeaways today. What are some key takeaways that you would love to leave those that are listening with um, to kind of step out and apply some of what we're talking about today? Totally. You know, um, when you you really think about supernatural leadership and leadership on any level, it's taking the whatever has been given to you and bringing it to its fullest potential. And so it's the people that God has entrusted you with. It's the talent that you've been given. It's your family. It's all those things, right? And so it's your mind. It's your it's your body. It's your heart. All the things that God has placed in you. And where there's a failure in your life, it's usually because of a lack of leadership. Now, I'm not talking about obstacles because obstacles are not failure. But when you when you actually do exert energy in leadership, you're, you're moving yourself forward. And, um, and, and a lot of people think of leadership as this person on a horse leading, you know, it's the Mel Gibson leading them into battle, you know, let's go, you know. Uh, and and that's, that's really not the fullness of leadership because there's a lot of very small steps that lead up to that moment. And so I would say the takeaway is, to do everything with excellence in your life. That's good, yeah. Love it. Wake up in the morning and and make your bed. That might sound real small, but it begins to set your day. Clean up after yourself. Do those things. Those are small little ways that I'm exercising my leadership muscle. And so if I do it over and over, all of a sudden that spills over into every other area of my life. You know, read a book. You know, get up. You go, I can't, I don't have time. Just read one page. Read one page. If it's going to be, 
anything. Just read a page out of a book that's going to help you, an educational book, a, a book that's going to equip you and give you tools, knowledge, information, wisdom. Uh, you know, take that time in your life to do that. And then, you know, you start to assess your gift. I think another thing is assess your gift. What kind of gifts do you have? Are you aware of your gifts? Mm-hmm. And and do you know how to take your gifts uh, to their highest potential? If you don't, then you need to find someone who is adequately gift in a similar way and is really mature and developed in that area of their life, whether it's business or family. You're going after the, the sort of getting coached by those people because you, you don't want to stay the same. You don't want to stay at the same level. You know, the average professional athlete has five coaches. Think about wow. that. Yeah. And, and, you know, in life, we probably have one. You know, we probably not even very, very few of us have even one. Right. But I've got a coach from my family. I've got a coach from my business. I've got a coach from my spiritual life. I've got a coach for, you know, find a coach that is going to be in your corner and help you. Uh, you know, I'm sure there was times in your life you have a history of bodybuilding where you had to go and talk to a coach and say, you know, I know how to lift weights, but I don't know how to lift weights. It's like, I know how to get there, but I don't. Give me that extra little something that I don't know that is going to take my my gift, what I my talent to the next level. And when you do that, you're going to become unstoppable. And so, uh, you know, one of the proverbs that I love, absolutely love, by wise counsel, one wages war. Yeah. And in a multitude of counselors, there is safety. And yeah. so you're going to war. You're going to battle. Get some counsel in your life. Get some people in your corner. Do the small things that you can do right now, those incremental steps that say, I'm, I'm going to take care of every area of my life right now. I'm going to do it with excellence on every level. And then have that coach really draw out of you what your gifts and your talents are. And, you know, I don't know about you, Sean, but today in this world, I see it. I learned through the school of hard knocks, but coaches, it seems, are like everywhere. You know, life coaches, business. There's there's such a, a massive amount of them. How could you not find a coach? in this hour who is willing to sit and spend some time with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, I think, you know, just to echo these takeaways, I think practically speaking, we want to activate these things and I want to challenge every listener out there um, listening to this episode to take these takeaways and apply them over the next 30 days, take 30 days, the next 30 days, what that brings us into. If you're listening, you know, when it's live on Wednesday, the next 30 days, it brings us into the first week of November, really the last part of November. And I would encourage you every day to write down and do one thing every day that normally you have a hard time doing. So if it's making your bed, make your bed. If it's cleaning up your living room or your office, clean up your office every day after you work, whatever the, whatever it is for you. I, I don't know what that is for you. But the one thing that you have a hard time doing, do something like that, write it down and do it every day for 30 days. And the second thing, take 30 days every day to write down um, 
your awareness or the things that you feel you are skilled and gifted at? Are you aware of those things? Write down what you are aware of and then take some time maybe just to be in silence, meditate and figure out what it is that you feel like you are good at. Maybe you're not only aware of it. Take some time to become aware of it and write those things down every day. It could be a new thing every day for 30 days. Who knows? But write that down. Start to become aware of your strengths. And then the third thing, third takeaway, activation point, find a coach, find a, a mentor, someone that's either already around and in your world or someone that's outside of your world. Reach out to them. Pay a for a mentoring program, pay for an online e-course that might open the door uh, to that relationship, or just take some out, buy them a meal and uh, pick their brain for, for 45 minutes. Come with a list of questions. I know for me, when people want mentoring from me or coaching from me, the one thing that I expect every time is you come with questions. Like don't come unprepared. Like if you want to pull something, we only have 20 minutes you have the power to make those 20 minutes powerful. I don't have that same power because I don't know where you're at. I need to know what questions you have. You're pulling from me. And so I want to be able to give you the best 20 minutes of your life when it comes to that area. So I think questions are key. Jesus at the age of 12 was found in the temple when he was missing for three days. He was listening, sitting, and asking the religious leaders questions. Questions are the key to growth. And so I'd encourage you find a coach, sign up for a program and get some people like Jamie said in your corner to support you. Jamie, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time with me on this podcast for this episode. Just as we close, let's just promote. I love to to, to get the listeners out there that are listening from Alabama. I think you said it was Huntsville, Alabama. I'm not sure where. Huntsville, Alabama, man. Huntsville, Alabama. So that's where you're living right now, right? That's where I'm living. You're you're you moved just from Nashville recently, so it's a big. It's a that's a different culture. I'm assuming different vibe. Yeah, a little bit different. About an hour and a half south of Nashville, so not too far away. And what's your restaurant called? So uh, Papo's Pizzeria, and so we're opening up in November, and um, and it's a, it's part of my family's heritage. We we have this amazing business that uh it's just been it's been so awesome and so an eight-year-old company and um we have uh about six or seven locations and um and by the end of the year we'll have nine and so those are going up right now live and so i'm looking forward to seeing you you know this is a this is a new thing for me and i i'm i'm doing something that i haven't done in a long time my life has been, Sean, and, and this is probably a, a teachable moment because honestly, many of us, we plateau in, in simply by maintaining. You know, we try to maintain, maintain status, maintain this, maintain that. I was, you know, sort of conflicted one year because I had over 100,000 miles on an airplane uh, for that year, and I made the you know, the highest level status you could on that airline. And, um, and I thought, okay, next year, if I want to do this again, I have to maintain. So I have to keep flying. And then I found myself doing something. It was the end of the year. It was like December 29th. And I thought I'm going to take an extra flight so I could put myself over the top hundred thousand miles. Right. And I did. And, um, I got that status again. Right. And then I made a decision. And it was really out of my gut. 
And I made the decision. And I said, you know what? Next year, my goal is to make half the status that I made this year. Not all the stat, half the status. Because I was not going to simply try to maintain my status. And I was realizing I was spending way too much time in my life on an airplane. I needed to spend more time on the ground, more time with people that I love, more time with people that are important to me, moments that I miss. And so that next year, I found a way because travel to me was finances. Travel to me is ability to cast vision and raise funds, all that type of stuff. But I found a way to cut my travel in half and still meet our budget expectations for the next year. And so, guys, in your life, don't simply try to maintain status. Keep growing. Do those things that Sean was talking about. Keep tuning in to this podcast and keep learning. Grow and say, I'm, you know, it's that that mindset that says I'm I'm never going to arrive and I'm always willing to change. And so, Sean, thank you so much for letting me be on this program today and talk with you and your listeners. I love what you're doing, man. Hey, appreciate you, man. Hey, really quick. Can people follow you and the pizzeria online? What's the what's the tag? If you want to just go to Jamie Galloway, uh, my my uh, handle on whether Instagram or Facebook, Jamie Galloway, uh, Papo's Pizzeria is the pizzeria. How do you spell that? Papo's Pizzeria. P-A-P-P-O-S. Got it. And so uh, it's really, really cool story. Actually, my my daughter, Mariah, uh, my, her grandfather, who we call Papo now, was not previously Papo. He was just a brand new grandfather, you know, little girl come into the world and she starts to speak. And so we're trying to, you know, say, oh, he's your grandpa. And he goes, I don't want to be a grandpa. I'm not a grand, you know. What, what, what's another word? And, you know, you got this generation of people that don't want to be at that elder season of their life. And so he says, uh, what's another word? And she goes, how about Papo? And so she calls him Papo. And that's how it all began. Wow, that's awesome. Love it. You know, it was a really amazing, special thing. So Papo's Pizzeria is part of our family's business. And, um, and I look forward to seeing you. But we're, you know, that's the thing is like, if you are a marketplace leader, I want you to think supernaturally. And I want you to pay attention to those small, subtle signs. Something like a little girl say, hey, Papa, boom, there's an idea. Awesome. I love that, man. Love, love it, love it. Great way to exit this interview, this chat. Hey, appreciate you again. Thank you to all the listeners listening to our Supernatural Leadership Podcast. Another episode just came at you. I hope it impacted you. Love to hear your stories or your encouragement, how it championed or supported you or encouraged you along on your journey. Remember, everybody has a leader within, so why not make that leader a little more supernatural? See you next time. If this podcast has been an investment into your life and or impacted you in any way, we are incredibly thankful. We would love for you to join us in being able to continue bringing leadership content like this every month. Of course, it does not come without a cost, and our heart is to continue bringing you more improved quality and content. If you would like to partner with us with a one-time financial gift or to sign up as a monthly partner, you can do so at kingdomculture.ca. Thank you for listening to the Supernatural Leadership Podcast.